Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, we have Mike Wood here, a little bit sick, but still getting it done. So um, if you guys want to ask any questions throughout this, there's a Q&A box in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen. But other than that, uh, enjoy the call. Mike Wood, you are good to go. Right on. I appreciate it. Hey, sorry about that, guys. A little bit late, <clears throat> a little bit under the weather, uh, but that's all right. We'll get this done. So let's talk about goal setting. Let's talk about some business planning for 2020. Uh, raise your hand if you've had your best year ever. Just joking. I can't see any of you, so keep your hand up. Um, let's get into some goal setting. I want to be respectful of your time. If you don't know who I am, um, I'm a real estate agent in Reno, Nevada, and I've been with the core now for, I guess, gosh, we're going on our eighth year. So uh, third year as a coach, eight year altogether. My team is comprised of Six RP1 and seven RP2 right now, and we will close by the end of this year 10 million, and in units it'll be about 214. So uh, we've been doing a lot of this. In fact, I had to grab had to grab some of uh, some of the forms from one of my team members just so that I was prepared because I had you guys in my calendar for later on today. So <clears throat> adapt, adjust, overcome, right? So let's get this going. If you have any questions, please just kind of chime in on the Q&A. Um, totally flexible. We'll, you know, kind of work around your guys' schedule if something comes up. Uh, you should have in front of you the where are you now form. It looks like this. Hmm. And what I'm going to have you do is start filling that out. And what you're going to do is you're going to take each box and you're going to write down the two areas within within that box that you struggle. So let's take, for example, work is the first one. So you could say um, maybe time management is tough for you. Maybe um, shutting the phone off at 7 o'clock to be respectful of the family. Maybe getting your phone calls in, um, happy hours, things like that. So write down the two areas that you – and nobody's going to see this. This is just you. So this is you being perfectly honest with yourself – of where you struggle. So for me, it's making sure that I get my calls in, making sure I talk to enough people, that I see enough people. Um, sometimes it's transactions. I've got to make sure that, you know, we have 18 to 24 transactions coming in every month. Um, and sometimes that falls short. Like December's kind of rough for us this year. But <clears throat> go ahead and put those two things down. And then on the right-hand side where it says rate 1 through 10, you're going to put a number. And that number is uh, 10 if everything is absolutely perfect, you wouldn't make any changes. And it is one if it's just an absolute wreck and you need to change everything. So <clears throat> you can use repetitive numbers. This is not a one through 10. Every Each box only gets one. Um, and we want you to be fair, too. So realistically, how do you feel you are in work on a one to 10 scale? So for me, work would be about a seven to an eight. The next one's going to be money. So two challenges regarding money. And a lot of people, I just felt it. I didn't hear it. But a lot of people just went, well, I can put down more than two. So if, if, we're going to limit it to two things, two biggest struggles. So uh, for me, it's savings, you know, making sure that, that my savings is tight. Because when, when I've got it coming in, it's a lot easier to stop over at the Dutch Brothers and grab something to drink or something to eat. And, you know, before you know it, you've spent 50 bucks in a day because <clears throat> you're so focused that, oh, we're going to have a good month, so you don't care about the 
you know, the discipline on the backside. So two things about money and then rate that on a scale of one to 10. Ah, one of my favorites, love life. Now this could be, uh, if you're single, the struggle could be you don't want to be single anymore, right? Um, uh, the opposite of that is you're not single and you kind of wish you were single again. Um, whichever two things, maybe it's date nights, maybe it's um, I don't spend enough time, quality time with my spouse. Uh, going back to that work-life balance, you know, what what is it for you that if you could just tweak it a little bit, which kind of bring it to the next level and then rate that one on a scale of one to 10 also. All right. Now let's go to family or familia. So we two struggles that, I don't know, resonate with you. So if you don't have family, this one's going to be a tough one, but let's say for, for me, it's my kids. My kids are adults and getting time with them is extremely difficult because number one, they don't ever answer their phone. Number two, they're really bad at returning texts. Like I like to have a text returned within, you know, five, 10 minutes. And they're literally like the next day people. Uh, and one of them leaves that red receipt on, on the iPhone. So I know she looked at it, right? You're not fooling me. The worst is when she doesn't answer the phone and then I text her. And then 10 seconds later, it says red and she still doesn't respond. Cause that just frustrates me. All right. Give that one a rating also. So it could be, um, you know, we don't have dinner together. We don't, um, I don't see, I don't see the kids. Um, I've got, a, I've got some nephews and nieces that I don't see nearly as, as often as I should. All right. And let's go down to spirituality. Spirituality doesn't necessarily have to be church. That's the easiest, easiest way to fill it though. Um, so relationship with a higher power for me, it's yoga. I do yoga three to four times a week. Um, and that involves meditation also. So, um, time in wilderness is a, is a really good one too. So anything, um, that would allow you to focus on you, you really self care, I guess is the buzzword that we're going for on this one, but two things that just kind of frustrate you. And then what that score is. Feel free to ask any questions. All right, friends. How many of us have them? Uh, so maybe for me, it would be that I don't, I don't really do guy stuff. So I used to go golf, used to uh, hang out with, with guys. We'd go golf once every couple of weeks, things like that. But <clears throat> I kind of let work take over that time. So um, poker, you know, doing a guy's poker night, things like that for ladies. Um, Bunko is really big here in Reno. A lot of women do bunko. Uh, I don't even really know what bunko is. I just know that they like to drink and talk. So maybe that's it. Those, the social aspect of it, of having friends and having, having close friends, you know, that's even a bigger one is a lot of us get so wrapped up in, um, who we are and, and work and, and all that, that we build these walls and just kind <clears> of <throat> stay amongst ourselves, you know, that, that fear of opening up and, and being vulnerable and, and having friends that you can talk to and share things with. And then rated that one on a scale of one to 10. The last one we're going to talk about is yourself. So what are the things that, that you struggle with? For me, going to the gym and working out, I, I'm just not a big fan. Um, and it's taken me a long time to realize it, but as, as much as I think I want to go to the gym and 
you know, they get strong and my, my ADD kicks in after about 45 seconds and four pull-ups and I'm ready to go. You know, the, the arms are pumped. It feels like a good one. So let's, let's move on. Um, but everybody has things about, um, self and self care. And, you know, maybe it's, maybe you struggle with negative self talk. Maybe you tell yourself that you don't deserve it or that you're not good enough or you reinforce things that you heard when you were younger. And um, it keeps you from getting to where you want to be. Um, I guarantee you that that just resonated with about half of you, but nobody wants to say it. So give yourself a score on self and those two items and then um, review the form real quick and, you know, write, write down the one or two things that are actually your biggest struggles. And out of all of these, just and it could be, you know, one from family, one from work, one from whatever it is, the number one thing that you struggle with that if you think you could just tweak it fix it change it it would make all the difference right the smallest little change here is the biggest effect over here so i'm going to give you a second what i what i'd really like to do is to have a couple of you kind of chime in and say hey this this is it for me so i'm going to give you just a second stuff can i get coffee please I can't, I can't decide, do I want coffee? Do I want cough drops? I don't know. Thank you. Okay, there's plenty of you in here. One of you, it's okay to step forward and say something. No? All right. Well, then I will continue. I will tell you what the two biggest struggles are for me. <clears throat> and this isn't mine. This is Christina's. So I'm going to do mine real fast. Um, I I really don't have, you know, a, a solid friend structure. I have a lot of people I know and a lot of people that I could call on if I needed something. But it would be very health, healthy for me to um, do like once every two weeks, once every month, um, maybe a poker night or some something with guys that I could say, hey, this is what I'm struggling with in my life and help them with things they're struggling with in their life. So. That one is a good one. Number two, time with the kids. Can you grab that too? Oh, the door. Um, so time with the kids and, and, you know, being more involved in their lives because one's 29, one's 25. And like I said, they, they're kind of in their own little world. All they do is, all they do is their life, right? So if I want to be part of it, then I got to take on the responsibility of, of getting involved. So let's do this. Let's turn over to the visual wheel since you guys are such chatty Cathy's and everybody wants to talk. Um, and what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you start. This is zero. So the center of the wheel is the zero and you should have 10 dashes going out. One for money, spirituality, work. So each of them. And I'm just going to have you put a little tick mark on the number that corresponds with the box. So if work is an eight, you're going to start in the middle and you're going to go out eight and you're going to put a little X right there. So I'll give you a couple of seconds to do that. Cool. I should just about be there. The problem with me not being able to see you guys is that I can't see if everybody's done, but this wasn't the most challenging of activities. So I'm assuming you got it. So go ahead and make a, Make a little connected dots. So take money down over to work and just kind of keep it going. 
follow through to self, to friends. And this is a visual wheel. So this is the wheel of life. These are seven different aspects of your life that you are rating. Now this is through your own eyes. And if you're Rick, nothing is above an eight, right? Everything has room for improvement. Um, some of us put tens. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine being in a, in a, a healthier, uh, more loving relationship than I have with my wife. Um, so it's kind of, it's kind of hard for me to rate that anything but a, a nine or a 10. I, I would go nine just because I know that there's, there's a little bit more that I could do, right? Um, now the question is, is, does anybody have a perfect wheel or does everybody have a flat tire? Hold on for a second. I'm looking at, at questions really fast. Yeah, working money was big for me too. Early on, I have enough personal time. My struggle is manage, managing time, being consistent, and organizing. Perfect. And then Anonymous asks when, when this call will start. <laughs> What's a good answer? Um, 13 minutes ago. <clears throat> so yeah, the, the struggle is always, is always time, consistency, um, and, you know, going back, look at the, the ones on the wheel that are a little bit lagging behind. Um, there tends to be a give and take between work and then self or love life, right? So what's, what's the old saying is, um, we go out and give everyone the best of us and we come home and they get the rest of us type thing. So here's the trick. The trick is take this wheel and you take the ones that have come off low as lower numbers. And now we're going to go in and we're going to put in a couple tactics for you to elevate that score. So if you go to the third box, or the, I'm sorry, the third page, which is where will you be? We're going to go back through these exact seven boxes and we're going to put in two steps, two things that you can do that are, that are tactics that we can specifically deal with, with raising that number. Cause all we really want to do is we just want to move the number up just a little teeny bit over time as we go through life. Um, so that at some point in time and you could be, you could be at the very beginning where you're like, look, I don't close enough houses um, and I don't make enough money and money's my biggest struggle. Or it could be, well, I have plenty of money and I have plenty of time, but I have self-destructive behaviors. So um, I don't want to come home late at night because I'm not happy in my marriage. It doesn't matter where you are. The trick is we go back through and we analyze and we say, where are we? Where do we want to be? And how do we get there? Right. Which is exactly what goal planning and and um, business building is. So on work, give me two things that you can do that are measurable tactics that you can do in 2020 that would bring the score up. And then, and here's where it gets kind of tricky. On the right, we also have the boxes, but we're not going to rate them one through 10 anymore because what we're doing is we're putting in steps that say, hey, this is most important. You have seven numbers, one through seven, with the importance is number one. So whichever of those boxes needs your attention right now, that gets the one. The box that ends up being a seven is a box that you're pretty good in so far. So I'll give you an example. If you if you absolutely love your work and there's nothing you would change about it, except you would like to 
turn it off at eight o'clock because that would help your love life. Then um, phone off at 8 p.m. That's a good tactic, right? Something measurable, something I can say, boom. Um, oh, man, this is a good one. Uh, work late. So allow yourself two days a week and ask your spouse if it's okay. Get permission from your kids if you have kids. Is it okay if mommy works on Tuesday nights and Thursday nights and takes late appointments for showings, for listings, um, and I'll still be home by 8.30, you know, or whatever it is. But <clears throat> whatever those two tactics are for work, and then rate the importance of that box itself. So, Eddie, on, on yours, this is uh, this would be one of the two. So money and work would be your numbers one and two. Justin says, what's up? What's up? I'm sick. That's what's up, but that's all right. <clears throat> you have enough personal time, your struggles, management, managing time and being consistent and organized. Um, I'm going to tell you, dude, it comes down to you saying this is my schedule and I live and die by my schedule. And I'm ask other people to hold you accountable. Tell everybody I'm on a schedule. This is it. Once you believe it, you do it. Then you don't allow for the for the background noise to come in and distract you. Mm -mm -mm. All right, let me go to Brandy's real quick. I just left my team to be on my own as a loan officer. I've been a processor and assistant in the past. So now I'm feeling pretty lost on structuring my days and not wasting them. I have all kinds of checklists and in the theoretical time down, I'm just having. So it, it, Brandy, it comes back to the same thing is, um, you got to make a choice that that your schedule is flexible and it can be um, people can move it around or it's a non-negotiable. It's exactly how it is. And it's half of it's your frame of mind. You've got to come in every day five minutes early and tell yourself this is exactly what my day looks like. This is how it's going to go. And this is how I'm going to handle distractions. So somebody I've got a guy who's an L.O., and he uses a um, a virtual assistant that answers all of his phone calls. So you cannot get him on the phone. The guy says, hey, I'm sorry, he's in a meeting right now. I'll have him call you back as soon as he's done. He takes the message. And, and all this guy has to do is turn and say, these are the people I need to call back, right? So anything that is a distraction for you, maybe it's Facebook. Don't do social media in the daytime unless you're doing it for work, honestly. <laughs> and if you're not following me, you probably should. No, that's a shameless plug. Don't do that. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that the more you tell yourself, this is my schedule and this is what I'm doing, the more you will honor it. The fact of the matter is, is it gets screwed up because you let it get screwed up. So it, it's more of a reflection of you. And I'm not trying to say it in a bad way, but if you decide that you're going to commit, then then commit and just do it. So why don't you save for the rest of for the rest of the year, the days that you're working and you could take New Year's off. You could take um, New, I'm sorry, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve. You've got all those holidays in there. But but say, hey, next week. Right. We don't have any holidays next week. So why don't you just print out your perfect week at a glance and come in and just hammer it. So the night before. Um, a, a following work day. Have your schedule printed out on your desk and review it and say, okay, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. You know, the funny thing is, is that we watch professional athletes and before any game, before any match, they go out and they practice. They practice. Golfers do it 
baseball, basketball. They get out there, practice and practice and practice. We as professionals tend to not do that and we don't go through the visualization in our mind and we don't, we don't do the self-talk to get ourselves up. <clears throat> we don't prepare. And then we come in and go, it's hectic and it's crazy and I, I just can't get this down. Because it's okay for you to be hectic and crazy. When you decide hectic and crazy is not acceptable, I'm going to go in and get it done and get out. Then that's what happens. So to give you guys some insight real quick, because I got 35 minutes, um, we've got plenty of time. So it's 10 o'clock. Right now it's 1025 on the West Coast. I had this call at 12 o'clock scheduled in my calendar, and I got a phone call two hours before that time, which was 10 o'clock my time, saying, hey, guess what? Your call's not at 12. Your call's right now. And I went, ah, right? The home alone face, ah, it's okay. Every day something else comes in. So all I did on my, on my own calendar was my assistant, Stephanie, moved the call up to 10 o'clock moved my 10 o'clock stuff down to 12. She's got to make a phone call real quick. No big deal. I have systems in place so that when when something comes in and something happens, because something always happens, I have a backup plan, right? So plan B has to be at least there. And I'm not going to tell you that every single day you're going to come in and say, well, that's my calendar. That's the way I'm going to do it. And I'm going to, because you're not. It's okay to not be perfect. You're always striving to get better, number one. Number two is simply move things on the calendar. Don't take them off, especially things that generate leads, income, take care of the team, or affect your money. Those things have to stay on the calendar. So every every day I have to spend 30 minutes looking at my processes, my people, um, how can I change, how can I adapt, what can I do. So So it's big picture business stuff. And then every day I spend four hours trying to get new business. And I realize the word try is, is um, a powerless word, and I apologize for using it. But four hours spent meeting people, um, going to B&I groups, um, go to B&I groups and just be a visitor, collect all the cards, come back, put them in your database that says B&I groups, and start hitting them with videos and with emails and things like that. So I want to spend four hours a day growing the business, and then I want to spend three to four hours a day dealing with the intricacies of the business itself. <clears throat> but that's it. It's it's either green time or it's not green time, and I'd much rather it be green time than anything else. Let's get back to the where will you be, and let's do the same thing on money. So two tactical things that you could do with money that would change the score from the first page. So maybe it's saving. Maybe it's um, not eating out as often. Maybe you get a side hustle. That was a joke. Maybe you sell more houses or do more loans. Um, maybe it's saving. Maybe it's spending. Maybe it's bring. It's either it's either more coming in, less going out. Um, the net effect is more going into savings. Maybe you actually open an E-Trade account and fund that. You know, and put a goal on how much money I'm going to put into the stock market. And next, Love Life. Uh, love Life's my favorite. And every time I'm like, we're going to do date night once a week. And then I realize that it's just the two of us. And we lost our dogs and the kids are gone. So pretty much every night's a date night um, with different endings. And that's all. So rate that one, one to seven. Yes, that was a joke. It's okay to laugh. 
Uh, let's go to family. So two things um, that would help you. For me, it would be having – I like breakfast with the kids, to be honest. I like to make pancakes um, and have them over. Sometimes I'll take them out for brunch, um, dinners every once in a while. But that's really the only time I can get them to talk is when we're eating. So if I invite them over and then we grill them. Uh, spirituality, two tactics that you could implement that would be helpful for you to feel. Ultimately, what you're trying to feel is, um, don't tell me how to feel. Sorry. <laughs> for me, it's being grounded. Um, there's, there's a lot of emotions that come with this business. And when you do really well, there's a lot of people that want your time and attention. Like you get other real estate, I'm real estate agents, so I get other real estate agents that um, have questions, want help. Love it. I love to help. I have a lot of loan officers that say, wow, you guys sell a lot of houses. We'd like to come in and show you why we're really good at what we do. Um, and I'm a people pleaser too, so that makes it really tough. Um, what happens though is is the ego gets a little bit out of control because you start believing the hype, right? You start to believe that you're as good as everyone says and you lose that grounded. So for me, it's coming back and and um, my wife's really good at it because she'll just, after 20 years, she'll just like pop the bubble. I'm like, you didn't have to be mean. But it's coming back and, and, you know, being in touch with yourself, understanding, you know, your role, that, that, that you're simply a little teeny speck in a huge universe. And, um, so it can be whatever it is. Maybe you need to go to church more often. Maybe you need to spend time hiking. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that up to you. Friends, that is a fun one. I'm gonna let you guys figure out. While I try to read questions along with talking, like patting my head and rubbing my belly. <laughs> I appreciate it, Eddie. Uh, uh, uh. Hey, Justin, on your question, do I have a, a good real estate planner that I use? Um, I'm trying to figure out if you're asking about tax planning for the real estate business or if you're talking about um, planning for my estate. And the answer is yes. I have um, I have a really good – she's uh, – what do you call it when they're not the attorney, but they, they're a legal um, – uh, not legal secretary. Well, I have, a, I have a, an estate planning attorney whose right hand and does all the paperwork is a really good friend of mine. So she handles my estate with the trust and all that stuff. Um, and then I have a financial advisor. Hmm. I have two financial advisors, all actually. Um, oh, I got it. I see what you're saying. Um, no. But I'll tell you what there is. Yes, paralegal. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. Um, okay, so, Justin, let me ask you this question. Are you talking about, like, like if I get, said, Justin, here's the perfect week, you take it from there? Like, like pre-printed out, on Monday, you're going to call these people, and then you're going to go and do this, and kind of like that, yes or no? 
or don't. Either way, doesn't hurt my feelings. Let me hear a couple of things that you guys put down as your most important goal to focus on. Just, just, and I probably won't even say your name and, and what you said. Because what you're going to find right now is that whatever it is you have, somebody else has also. Um, Justin, concierge can get you a perfect week at, at a glance for real estate or for a loan officer. And if they can't, let me know. But I've got them. Um, what it looks like is it, lo it looks like a greatness tracker with theme days um, all set up so that, you know, on Monday you have to call your VIPs and, you know, depending. I'm sorry, I'm talking realtor terms. So perfect week at a glance. And then so, Eddie, on the money, what was. What was give me one of your two? I'm assuming it's not making enough of it or spending too much of it. What, give me a tactic around that. Not like, remember AOL, where it'd be like bubbles? I'm sorry, evidently I have to scroll up and I didn't do that. More transactions, that's perfect. Okay. I love it. So I will tell you if when we talk about money, um, I, I just started listening to Dave Ramsey. Um, I mean, Rick's Rick's just absolutely masterful. Save more and spend less. That, that's the trick. Uh, there's three ways to do it. Uh, number one is you increase you increase what you have coming in, right? Now, I'm just going to talk on the realtor side. Um, you can you can focus it on the lender side, too. It's basically the same thing. Either increase the number of transactions. Duh. Increase the margins. So on the real estate side, it'd be higher price point. Um, and then ex expenses. So focus on the expenses. Um, number one is... If you really truly want to be wealthy, you have to get rid of all expense except for mortgage. So uh, take all of the bills that you have outside of any mortgages, um, line them all out and tackle the smallest debt first. Work your way up. Uh, becoming debt free is absolutely huge. In, in fact, if you truly want to be wealthy, the only way to do it is to get rid of debt. Don't ever take on new debt unless you absolutely have to. Once that becomes a non-negotiable for you, instead of a, eh, we'll see, you know, the rich guy is the guy that makes, makes 250,000 and is so disciplined that he saved 175 of it five years in a row while, you know, <laughs> everybody knows a real estate agent or a loan officer that all of a sudden they've got a, They've got a brand new Rolex, you know, or they're driving the R8, uh, had a couple good months, and then all of a sudden the storm comes in and they're out in the cold going, I don't know what happened. Um, you know, sales. I used to, I used to be in sales. Tough racket. Uh, so you, you have to specifically say, this is what I'm going to do to increase the revenue. This is how I'm going to cut out my expenses. And this is exactly how much money I'm going to save, right? Yeah, save, save more, spend less. 
So we Eddie, we all spend too much money at times. And what happens is we forget that we've got to keep our eye on the budget, right? So I believe you guys are all doing personal budgets. Uh, the more honest you are with the personal budget, the more you, I mean, just I'll increase your savings by three to five percent right now. Every time you go to spend money, ask yourself, is it something I need or can I just go without it? Like I've had two cups of coffee here. I didn't stop at Starbucks. I could stop at Starbucks every day. I got like ninety eight dollars on my Starbucks app. I don't want to go give them the money because this the game's not over today. And I may need that. I may find myself with no credit card, uh, no cash and wanting a Starbucks. Right. So we we're I shouldn't say we because it's not all of us, but I was raised with um, a military family that moved a lot. And I didn't think things were going to last very long because they typically didn't. Right. In two to three years, we picked up. I lost all my friends, went someplace new. Um, I, for my adult life, have always been. Let's enjoy it now. Let's enjoy it now. Let's let's get it over with. Let's boom. So everything goes away. Right. It's almost like giving a kid 12 bucks and the kid just like here, spend, spend, spend. And then my wife is the opposite. My You give my wife $12, she hides it, puts it in a nice, safe place. And next week, I'm like, I'm out of money. And she goes, well, I still have 12 plus the other 12 plus the other 12 plus the other 12. So once you start um, paying attention to everything, everything that you do, everything that you say, everything that you spend, that's when you – you take back control and you can start saving and then buy the Corvette. Yes, exactly. Those are awesome. All right. So let's do this. Let's, let's, um, you've got seven things that you know where, where they are in your scale. You've got 14 tactics to apply. So let's talk about business. Um, and then this one's going to be totally unscripted because I did. I was too lazy to really make out a form or anything, but this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a blank sheet of paper, and I'm going to get a pen that I like. I really like these guys. These are these are the ones I like. So let's do this. Let's talk about increasing production. Yeah. No, you don't have to to answer Justin's last little statement. You don't have to spend like a crazy person. I mean, honestly, take a minute and go back through. If you do online banking, it's the easiest way to do it. But go back to the last paycheck you received and look at the balance and how that balance was nice and high. And then watch how the $30 payments and the $20 payments, um, watch how those quickly take away from that higher number. In fact, last night I went on to Amazon, Amazon Prime, because I realized that I still have HBO which I don't use. I only had it for that last season of Game of Thrones. And how long ago was that, right? So I'm paying 13, 14 bucks a month and I'm not using any of it. Um, I had Showtime, so I canceled that, but I still have three weeks left until it was going to renew. So I'm paid through. So I started watching, um, oh my gosh, um, the guy who's the fixer. Um, they live in Boston. They've got the bad accent. Um, one of you will get me. Take a take a piece of paper, put a line down it. Cool. 
And at the top, we're going to put um, 2019. And on the right-hand side, we're going to put 2020. So it's going to look just like that. Easy enough. Um, the first header on the on the far left side is volume. Go a couple inches down, and we'll go units. All right, so we'll just kind of look like this. I'm hoping you guys can see it. Yeah, it's Ray Donovan. Thanks, bud. I knew, I knew. I was like, yes, it's a good show. Okay, so volume, units, and then let's go. Let's go net income. So, how many, how many loans, how many houses did you do in 2019? Is going to be under, right underneath there. So, I've got 214. I'm sorry, my volume was 10 million. My units is 214. And my net income after expenses, after everything, is just over a million. So it's 1.1, 1 .1, 2, 3. Um, eight years ago, my net income was 175,000. So just to give you guys some, some insight as to, as to how long this journey has, has, uh, taken and where it's gotten me. This is the funnest part of the whole thing. Okay, so what does 2020 want to look like for you? Does it want to stay the same? Does it want to grow, go up? Um, typically, everybody's like, I want to make more money. I get it. Uh, we all want to make more money. And I'm going to tell you right now, making more money is not going to fix the seven things. Well, it will fix box number two um, for money. But having a passion for what you do and, and maybe instead of making money, we make the passion, um, I want to grow. So I want to help more families. I want to help more people. Justin, hold on. We can't have this conversation right now with, with, I'm doing, I'm doing this thing. Let's do this. Let's go, um, let's go growth for 2020 and ask, you know, what do you want to do? do? Does it look like zero growth? Does it look like 10%? Does it look like 20%? So for me, I think 10%. So let's go to, sorry, no, I, you're right. It, it wasn't 10 million in production. Yeah, it was 100 million. Sorry. My bad, Justice. I'm all trying to do the graph, man. Okay, so let's take, let's take volume up. Let's go 10%, right? What, what percent do you charge? 75% commission. So 10% on that. Units will take me up another 21. So two, three, five. Um, and then net income. And I realize that these aren't all proportional. So if, if your volume goes up, um, by 15%, depending on the, the purchase price, it may not be exact but these are goals for 2020 so what we're what we're really working on is um, vi visualization so that you can say that's it that's what it looks like because ultimately if you can't see it you, you aren't attaining it and really what we're trying to do is get you out of the um, this is what I have been doing so this is what I have been doing um, life Dude, I got a cold 
All right. I took the flu. I got a freaking flu vaccine, and I was like, well, I'm invincible this year. And this thing probably should have knocked me out, but um, it just makes me really loopy. And I'm going to tell you, NyQuil is a hell of a drug. <clears throat> All right. So on net income, we go up 10%, and we are at 1, 2, 1, 0, 1, 2, 3. Now, here's here's what it comes down to is – in order for me to do 235 units, I have to let's let's make it 240. That's 12. No, that's uh, that's not right. 12 months, so that's 20 deals a month, right? Okay, so for me to do 20 homes or 20 families a month, what does it look like? For my team, and then really, what does it look like on on a prospecting uh, management level, right? So you're going to take your own number. If you're a real estate agent, I will tell you that Rick's Rick's number for us is three staff. I'm sorry, three closings equal one staff. Don't fight with me on this. Don't argue with me on this. Um, RP one. So if I've got 20 deals closing in a month. I need six. I should use seven. If I use seven, the expectation is, is my customer experience is over the top, right? I've got enough people to totally love all my clients. I've got enough people to ask for referrals. My RP ones are trained so that as soon as the client says, oh, my gosh, you guys did such a great job, they go, oh, we're so happy. Do you know anybody that we can do a great job for also that wants to buy or sell a home? So if I've got seven my bench is extremely deep, and I can go so far as to have um, an RP1 that sits in my office that uh, goes through marketing stuff with me, maybe does social media, gets me coffee when I need it, um, things like that. So if I go with six, my guys are going to be a little stressed. The customer service probably isn't going to be that great. But I'm in a position that I can have seven, and then it pushes me to go even more. So I want to go 21, 22 units. So if 20 per month is the goal at the end of the day, and I know that some deals are going to drop out, right, either inspections, appraisal, whatever the reason, and my loss rate's probably somewhere in the 15% range, so I really need 23 to 25 contracts written, and the way I the way I keep track of my guys um, and my team is we have a board that says, hey, new escrow, new escrow, new escrow. And if I get 24 new escrows in a month based on based on these metrics, that's when I'm fine. Currently, that number is 18. So as long as there are 18 escrows that, that have opened, I know we're going to get there. Um, now, if I need let's let's go with 24. Right. I need 24 contracts written. So what does that look like based on my lead tracker? So I want over half of my stuff to be warm referred. I want 25% of it to be from business or realtors. And then I want 25% of it to be from ad. So if I've got 24 contracts, I need 12 of them to be from database. I need six from ads. And I need six from 
channel accounts, right? So in my world, it's builders, builder sales associates. Um, go back to my CPA, my financial advisor, and the paralegal. Um, those are all channel accounts. And then 12 database. And then I have to go back and say my database conversion is we're, we're honestly about 40 percent, uh, 40 to 50. It, it really depends. We have a couple of people that really like to refer, but the referrals just aren't, you know, they're not real. The guy talked about maybe buying a house, but he's still five years away. So if I've got a 40 percent conversion rate. Let me pull up my calculator real fast. I got a 40% conversion rate and I need 12 deals. Price you guys didn't already put up the answer. I need 30, I need 30 leads for the month. Now, ads convert at a much lower rate. So what do you want to say? 5%? 10? No, 10's, 10's probably being a little too aggressive. Let's say, Let's say 5%. I need 120. Ooh, that's a lot of leads. I need 120 ad leads to get six out of them. Um, so I don't like ad leads, number one. Number two, if they came off of Boomtown, they probably are going to convert at 1% or 2%. If they came off of Ripped, um, and they're coming on to throw any names out, but you could probably get um, 8 to 12% return, but you're going to pay more up front. So <clears throat> let's just say, let's say I need 100 ad leads instead of the 120. And I kind of meet you in the middle. And then my builders, my CPAs, those things, the conversion rate on those, are it's closer to 75%. Because if a person of authority tells someone that Justin Phillips is is that's the guy you use Justin they don't question it they they speak you know that the mentorship or or the professional asking for another professional referral and it is typically uncontested right so it's a free layup the only trick is you've got to follow up with the referee and the referrer and get it done right because if you don't get it done and the person they referred come back and say hey um you know, Mike was nice, but it just he just didn't really seem to have the time. It's the easiest way to watch those referrals go somewhere else. All right, so let's let's just say it's a sixty percent. So six divided by point six. Um, so I only need ten. <laughs> Pretty easy math right there, huh? My bad. Yeah, you're right. JP is my guy. All right, so altogether, this is what I need. I need a hundred ad leads, I need 30 database leads, and I need 10 panel account leads. So I need 140 leads altogether to hit my 20 deals per month. Now I go back and say, okay, how am I going to get all of these leads? Let's divide everything by 470. I need about 35 with the majority of those being ad leads in a week. Now, remember, I've got a lot of people on my team, so I can go back and say, hey, um, I'll just keep using your guys' names because this is kind of fun. I'll be like, hey, Evan, here's the deal. I need you to get me two database, um, 10 ads, 
and two channel account leads. And then uh, Robin, same thing for you, boom, boom, boom. So if I'm in a team, I can distribute the weight, right? So we, we can all kind of carry our fair share. <clears throat> but if it's just me, the way I get these leads is I pull out a greatness tracker. I go see people face to face. I go break bread with them. I make a lot of phone calls. Um, I ask them for help and I program them through role playing and through Q&A to be aware that if somebody's talking about making a move, my name is the first to come off the tongue. And more importantly, they ask the question, is it okay if I have my lender or my realtor call you because they're going to take great care of you, right? So that's the trick. So in saying where do I want to be in, in goal setting or business planning or however however you want it, let's say three parts. I like to think of things as I go. So in my mind, I'm thinking, what is the third part? The first one is saying, honestly, where am I, right? And that's what you did on the very first page of the Wheel of Life is, is where am I? The next thing is, where do I want to be? And I, I don't want you to say, well, this year I'm going to gross 275. I'm going to net 180. And next year I'm going to make 2 million and I'm going to net 1.4, right? Let's not be silly. Uh, but if we're going to go 20, 12 months, one year, what is some reasonable growth? 20%. I think it's phenomenal. You really bust in and start doing greatness trackers for real and doing happy hours and videos, things like that. You can easily see 50% growth year over year um, up until, I mean, I think I did 50% for three years in a row and it was just like mind blowing. But the trick is, is you have to believe that you can do it. If you, if you tell yourself you're not good enough, you tell yourself that you don't deserve it. You tell yourself that, that you're a fraud, um, things, negative talk like that will absolutely destroy you. So you have to come up with, um, and let's go back to your guys' struggle with time management. You know, for a week, for two weeks, I'd love to tell you to do it all of, all of next year, um, but only 3% of people actually can can sustain it for that long. So why don't you say for next week, this is what my week looks like. You've got your, your scheduled theme day calls Monday through Friday. This is the time I'm going to come in. This is the time I'm going to leave. Uh, if you're married, you have kids, go to your spouse, share it with them. I'm going to, I'm just going to knuckle down. I'm going to go in. I'm going to do work at work. I'm going to be at home. And when I come home, um, cause I'm going to tell you, if you're in a marriage and you're on your phone at nine o'clock at night, the spouse doesn't care how much money you make. Um, ultimately, cause you'll get to the point where you have plenty of money. That's not, that's not the issue. The issue is, is that, um, you're not making your family feel important to you so like ray donovan last night he came home late after he'd been i'm just teasing um so this is where we are this is where we want to be and here are the steps that we're going to take to get there and they can be they can be one or two little things they can be a few big things it could be hey in the first quarter i'm going to do this but for next week in particular greatness tracker lead tracker and a perfect week at a glance and it starts on monday and it starts at whatever time you start and you have a meeting and on tuesday you have a meeting and on wednesday every day you have a meeting and every day you do exactly what you're supposed to do 
And when it's all done, you got 30 minutes left and you still got to make five phone calls. You better get the five phone calls out of the way or do them on the way home. Don't do that thing where you park in the driveway and you don't open the garage door because you know that he or she is going to hear the garage door open and expect you to come in. But stay. I commit to, to just five days, five solid days of doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I'll get up, I'll get up five minutes earlier. I'll play it through in my mind, right? I'll do a little vision. Vis- <clears throat> my mouth's so dry. Visualization. And when I get in, it's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the distractions and I'll move them to the side. All I'm going to do is focus on the green time, focus on the business, make sure the clients are happy. Everybody, I don't be afraid to ask for referrals, right? If I want 140 leads in a month, I have to be okay with asking, but my service has to be up, right? So I have to feel that it's okay for me to ask because I provided the service. Dude, eight from eight million to to twelve million is really four houses at a million dollars a piece. That's every three months you get a million dollar sale. It's really not that hard. But you sit there and go, oh my gosh, that's an incredible, it's an incredible jump. Totally doable. I mean, depending on the price point and all that. But why don't you take why don't you take a make make a sign? I don't care how you make it, just put it on an eight by a eight and a half by eleven. And just put 12 million and laminate it and stick it across on your wall so that you see it and just focus on it. So the trick is you guys could do anything you want to do. I mean, really, it's simply a matter of putting your mind to it, knowing what it is, and then saying this is the plan to get there. I had a friend, gosh, just going back 15 years, he said it's success is easy. It's planning the work and working the plan. And and that's really it. So what I I'll do at three fifty, yeah, but you're gonna there are million dollar homes and they pop. And three fifty buyer sellers, no six and seven hundred thousand dollar buyer sellers. So and if you told me yeah, my average price point is one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars, I'd say <laughs> guess who's gonna be working late a lot. Um, <clears throat> the fact of the matter is, is if you simply take half hour every week you don't even have to do it every day take a half hour a week and say these are my goals um how am i doing on this one where where's the progress it will keep everything in front of mind the other thing i had my guys do and i i want to be respectful of your guys's time i know that i came in a couple minutes later i had them do three things for 2020 and all this really is, is here are three things that I will definitely do for sure. And I have them write it out. Um, three things that I want. And I made them, made them make it in uh, bold. I want to do maybe. I don't know. Um, three things I'll buy. Three things I'm grateful for. I also had them do three things that I will for sure not do. Um, but I don't think that. To do it again, I don't think I would have put that in there just because I don't want people focusing on the negative. Um, but that was my fault. Mm-mm-mm. Sorry, let me look through. Do do. Yeah, exactly. So the, the trick is, is what I wish I had, had somebody tell me. Rick told me um, just a few years back is we have this feeling that um, we're not good enough or that it's undeserved or um, that, that 
I don't know, that that we just aren't worthy of, of success. And it's all up in the head because you can really get screwed up between these two things right here. Um, the trick is, is saying, hey, this is what I want and this is why I want it. And this is what I'm going to do with it. Um, the biggest gift for me through all of this hasn't been having a lot of money and, you know, all, all of that stuff. It's literally been the recognition that I get more joy from helping other people and, and giving. So you would have thought I was going to buy the Corvette and I do love the Corvette because it's a beautiful car, but to be honest with you, there's just so much more enjoyment um, from where I sit to be able to help people on Christmas, you know, when um, we're doing food bank, we're doing some families, we're doing, just to be able to give back and then change your focus. So my focus now is how much money can I give? And the only way I can do it is if we sell a lot of houses, right? Help a lot of families. Any questions you guys might have at the end, I apologize for rambling on past our time, but I also apologize for coming in late. Um, we get so much trouble for this one. It says there's another question. I see Justin's right there. Boom, boom, boom. We good? You guys I think we are. You like? I'm good. I feel bad. I feel bad if I left somebody with a question that I didn't answer. Maybe one more. Luke said, um, how do you yeah, deal with distractions throughout the day? Luke, I'm going to tell you, man, that's um, that's the hardest for me because I like to chase squirrels. And, and my staff will be like, hey, on, on. Um, the trick is if you've got an office, especially share with other people that you don't want to be distracted and, and have somebody be in charge of making sure that you're like Phil Poom is great. Cause his wife is like, stop it, stop it, stop it. Um, get yourself one of those little clickers. I don't think I have it here. Cause I think I, I think I know what I did with it. Um, put a rubber band around your wrist and every time it starts to happen, just smack yourself. Uh, you have to be conscious of your time, right? So be conscious of your time and your money. Those two things, the tighter you become, the more efficient you become, the, the more you hold yourself accountable. And sometimes you have to tell other people, hey, I need your, I need some help, right? Which is typically a sign of weakness, but is actually a sign of strength. Because if you can be vulnerable and you can let your walls down, you can do so much more. So go to somebody that spends a lot of time with you and say, hey, I struggle with this. Um, can you help me? So maybe like my girls see all the time, they're like, no, get off that phone call. You know, somebody trying to sell me leads from New Jersey, get out of there. Quit it. All right. Thanks, Brandy. Merry Christmas. Jay, thank you, buddy. I appreciate you guys being there. Thomas, thank you. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Give, 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 baby. I love it. All right. <laughs> Luke, chase some squirrels every once in a while, but do it after hours. All right. You guys have fun. I really appreciate you being here. And um, have a great day. And please don't get whatever in the world I got. All right. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. for for coming on. And Mike, thank you for all of your insight. Everybody have a great rest of your day. See you guys.